are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're sharing with you about rightly dividing the word of truth. In fact, we said we were going to kick over some sacred cows. Well, we've already done some of that. We're going to do some more of it. And you know, over in India, they worship cows instead of eat them. Now that's what I mean when we kick over sacred cows. There's some sacred cow scriptures. Verses of scripture in the Bible that some people allow to hold them in bondage. Now go with me over to the 28th chapter of Acts. We're going to get over here, let you see something that thrilled me because we're beginning to see the demons lose hold on the situation here as Paul acts on the Word of God. Now, you know the story, and we'll not take the time to go into the whole thing about the shipwreck that Paul was on this ship. He told them, you better not go because it was time of the year that you're going to have some storms, but they went anyway. And then they began to have to throw all the stuff off the ship to save the ship. Paul got before the Lord and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and told him, said, now if you'll do this and so and stay with the ship, there won't be any life lost. Well, we found out that that's exactly what happened when they obeyed what the angel said. Then they were delivered and all the lives were saved. But you see here again, that's a demon dispatched to stir up troubles and storms and problems for Paul. But Paul acting on the word of God, being sensitive to the spirit of God, He won out in that situation, you see. It didn't overcome him. It didn't put him six foot under. It was designed to do that. Now, we find him here on this isle where they were shipwrecked. Verse 3, it says, And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Now, you know, this is indicative of about what happens. When you go to building a fire, the snakes are going to come out. And when the snakes start coming out, you know you got a fire built. <laughs> and he fastened himself on Paul's hand, and when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, who though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffer him not to live. Now they said, well, you know, God's going to win out in this deal. He's a murderer, and he's going to die anyway. Well, he shook off the beast in the fire and felt no harm. And howbeit they looked when he should have been swollen and fallen down dead suddenly. And after that they looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Now, isn't that just like people? They decided he is a murderer because of the situation and circumstances that happened. See, people judge because of things that happen. But when Paul acted on the word of God, he shook that thing off in the fire and just went on preaching. I can just see him preaching there, and he just shook him off and said, In the name of Jesus, I don't receive that, and went ahead and preached Christ, and it didn't affect him. Then they decided he was a god. Now, you see, here's that demon stirred up again to give Paul trouble, but he overcame that, see, by acting on the word of God. Now, notice what happened when he did, when he won a victory in any situation, Notice what happened. In the same quarter were possessions of the chief men of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick with a fever of the bloody flux, 
to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hand on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also which had diseases of the island came and were healed. So here you see that it just started a chain reaction. He shook this thing off in the fire, refusing to allow that demon, that messenger of Satan to stop him. And when he did that, then he got to pray for the chief's father, got him healed, and then all the other people saw it, and it just a chain reaction. They started bringing the sick and getting them healed. And God got glory, and the devil got defeated. Thank God. Because he acted on the Word of God. Well, Paul said, I'll glory in my weakness that I can't control the situation. He said, I can't control what's happening. He couldn't keep that beast from coming out of the fire, but blessed be God, he just shook him off in the fire and went on. See, you can't keep the snakes from coming out sometime, but I'll tell you what, if you'll act on the Word of God, you can put them in their place. And when you do, you can act on God's Word and see great things come out of it. And certainly God didn't send that viper out there to cause that to come to pass. Now, I know there's people that think that way. There's people that believe that way, that God did all of these things. But He didn't. That was the devil out to destroy it. Now, let's move right on over here now to the last chapter of the book of Acts. And let's read from verse 30 and 31. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Now, did you get that? Now, see, there's people that say, well, Paul never did get rid of the thorn in the flesh. He just had it all of his life. Well, I beg your pardon. He did get rid of the thorn in the flesh. He took authority over that thing. He cast that thing out. He dismissed the demon from his assignment. And he won out over it. Paul was delivered from the thorn in the flesh. He lived his last days on the earth without a thorn in the flesh. And I got good news for you. You can live your days on the earth without a thorn in the flesh. If you'll learn to take authority over the devil, resist the devil, you act on the word of God, dismiss the demons from their assignment. Yeah, there's some dispatch to harass you, cause you all kinds of problems. And I'll tell you, if you just open the door and allow it to happen, it'll come. And Satan will bring it your way every time that anything comes along, it'll come to your house. But you don't have to receive it. You don't have to receive those things. You can do it exactly like Paul did. Understand that God's grace is sufficient, that Jesus is willing. His willingness to use His power and His ability on your behalf is the grace of God, and He will do it. He'll do the same for you as He did for Paul. Now, if you notice here, Paul is supposed to be in prison. He's not supposed to be able to preach freely. He's supposed to be in jail. And you know, if you know anything even about jails today, it'd be hard to carry on a ministry in jail, you know, and have everybody coming in there and preaching to them, much less in that day. I mean, they usually put him in a dungeon somewhere in solitary confinement where he wasn't able to see anybody. But now you see, in this situation, here Paul is able to preach the gospel freely because he acted on the Word of God. He took authority over the situation. Yeah, Jesus was right when he said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. His grace was sufficient. God's grace is always sufficient. I think the problem comes is that we haven't been able to believe in God's grace. 
And you see, when you understand this kind of definition of grace, that grace is God's willingness to use His power. See, full gospel people, especially full gospel people, don't have any trouble believing that God's able to do something. Oh, yeah, they'll say, I believe God's able to deliver me. But see, where they have the problem is believing that God will do it and that He'll do it now. And then, of course, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive, indicating that if you don't ask, you don't receive. And James says, you have not because you ask not. And then you ask and receive not because you consume it on your lust or ask amiss. But you see, God is willing for these things to happen to us. God is willing for us to be set free from the persecution, the situation that Satan brings against us. Or if it's necessary to suffer to promote the gospel, then we should be willing to do it. But I'll tell you, I'm not for just laying down and letting the devil run over me and just allowing persecution to come when you can stop it with the name of Jesus and when you can stop some of these things that Satan brings against you. It's God's will that we live in victory and walk in victory. But when Paul was supposed to be in jail, confined, it says he dwelt two whole years, he rented his own house. Now that's what it means when it says hired house. He rented his own house. And he had all kinds of people coming to him and preaching the gospel freely. And he said nobody forbidden him to preach. Isn't that amazing? And yet they say Paul never got rid of the thorn in the flesh. It seems to me that he got rid of it right there. I mean, he's living his last days out. Somebody said, yeah, but you see, the apostle Paul did get martyred, you see. Well, did you read over there where Paul on one occasion said, I'm in a strait betwixt two. I don't know whether to go or stay here with you. He said, be better off if I'd go on. But he said, I guess since you need me, I'll just stay. See, Paul made a decision to stay at that point. But then you read further over where Paul says, I've fought a good fight, I've finished the course, and I've kept the faith. And now I'm ready to be offered. He said, I've done it now, I'm ready to go. So they didn't take Paul's life before he's ready. He said, I'm ready to be offered. I've done what God called me to do, and now I'm ready to be offered. So you see, there's some decisions you have to make. If you will decree some things, you can be set free from things that have bound you all your life. You can be free from it. Go to 2 Timothy, the third chapter, verse 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience, persecution and affliction, which came unto me at Antioch. Notice, first he mentions Antioch, because that's where he preached the revelation, see. And that's where his persecution really started strong is when he started preaching this revelation. And that's why the messenger of Satan was sent because of this revelation that God gave him. And certainly God didn't give him a revelation and give him something to hinder the revelation as most people have believed. It started at Antioch, at Iconium, and Lystra, what persecution I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Now notice, he said, the Lord delivered me out of them all. God bless you. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. All this week, our CD offer is number 7121. CD offer number 7121. It's entitled, The Chastening of the Lord. Single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. 
You know, so many people believe that the Lord chastened you with sickness and disease and poverty and all kinds of bad things. But Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Study to show thyself approved, a workman needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now let's look at what the scripture says about this. In the 12th chapter of Hebrews is the key to it. Verse 5 says, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Now the chastening of the Lord is through his word. Now notice the context of the scripture. You have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. How do you chasten a child? With words. You chasten them with words. You don't burn a blister on their hand and say that'll teach you not to touch the hot stove. That's child abuse. You don't make them sick and say that'll teach you to not do bad things or whatever. They will put you in jail for stuff like that, and yet people accuse God of putting sickness and disease on his children to chasten them. Notice, it says, You have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. Verse 6 says, Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. He chastens us with his word. I believe it's Psalms 94. He said, He chastens us out of his word. That's offer number 7121, The Chastening of the Lord, single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.